morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. The date is March 11th. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today and an anniversary that honestly is maybe one of the most relevant to 1.37 p.m. anniversaries we've ever talked about. And it's a one year on this day in 2021 on March 11th. Mike Winkleman, a.k.a. Beeple, sold his piece every day the first 5,000 days for $69.3 million at Christie's Auction House. At the time, it was the highest selling NFT of all time and two date. Here we are a year later. It is still the highest selling NFT of all time. Um, I feel like this piece, especially when the headlines first came out, people were like $70 million for one piece of art. The really crazy thing about this piece is that it is a compilation of 5,000 pieces of digital art that he made over the course of 5,000 days. It is the culmination of so, so, so much work. It's an incredible piece. Mike is a really incredible guy. Um, And then I got a shameless plug, of course. We had this incredible opportunity, which is that 1.37pm was literally with Mike Winkleman as the sale was going down. We had a videographer with them. We had some people with him. And we made this incredible, incredible documentary called Becoming Beeple. If you search it online, you'll find it right away. And it just tells the story of him growing up in digital art and then also has this really incredible footage, this really touching footage of him surrounded by his family during the moment when he found out that he had become the highest selling NFT artist of all time and one of the highest selling just general artists of in history. If you haven't watched Becoming Beeple, it is a really, really incredible documentary. It's about 20 minutes long. Um, and it is such a great introduction to digital art, to Mike, and also just seeing this moment. And with that, we can dive into what's going on. Elton, we have some kind of sad entertainment or, I mean, just some movement. What's going on with DC? Entertainment. Ah, hella heartbreaking updates right here. So... This hurts me so, and Bo, and Connor, and Elizabeth. The Warner Brothers, they moved around a whole lot of dates for all these big superhero films. I'm talking Black Adam, The Flash, Aquaman 2, and Shazam 2. Aquaman will now be released in March of 2023, and The Flash movie, God knows how many times that movie has been delayed. It's going to be released now in June of 2023. Black Adam, which I'm super hyped about, is being pushed back to October of this year. Now, Super Pets also starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, will take the July 29th slot for the summer. Now, if you've seen the Batman, though, we got some good news. Make sure you go check out the 1.37 p.m. reaction on our YouTube channel. Also, congrats to everyone who found out the Poe app for that video. Oh, Avengers 137. Amazing, genius title. I loved it. Some of these big delays, you know, gives these movies some time to breathe, I guess. DC fans, be patient. Over in the gaming spectrum, let's talk about WWE 2K22. Gaming. And it's post-launch DLC roster characters. So, WWE 2K22, it's out in the wild right now for all the early access buyers. And it's been getting a lot of positive feedback thus far. Now, I've been enjoying it myself, but I definitely came across a few negatives that I'll talk about in my review going up later today. So, keep an eye out for that. Now, 2K Games dropped all their monthly DLC plans for WWE 2K22. And it includes a whole bunch of extra WWE superstars, legends, and even a few celebrities. So, from April to July this year, the roster is going to expand with fan-favorite additions such as the legendary Yokozuna, you got Cactus Jack, the British Bulldog, and even Rob Van Dam. Now, we're talking celebs, we're talking Machine Gun Kelly, Logan Paul, and even Mr. T. They're all going to join in on the fun. Personally, I can't wait to pick up Kevin Owens again and powerbomb the hell out of MGK through a table just like it did on Raw a few years back. Amazing moment. Charlie, baseball, your favorite sport, right? What's going on? 
sports. <laughs> Helton says that because if you're a frequent listener to the podcast, you know I don't really follow baseball like that. But luckily, the thing about 1.37 p.m. is if it's something that I don't know that well, we have somebody else who does. And so they gave me the scoop. I'm going to do my best talking about just the end of a long saga um, that finally culminated yesterday. The MLB is finally back. They have reached an agreement. Yesterday, the MLB owners and the Players Association came to a deal on a new collective bargaining agreement, thankfully saving the 2022 season, although it will still be a little bit delayed. But the 99-day lockout is finally over. Players can report to spring training as early as today. Camps are officially going to open on Sunday. Um, and then free agents also are finally allowed to start negotiations as of last night. So definitely keep an eye on Twitter, Jeff Passan, or whatever MLB reporter you like the most to see as big uh, free agency news comes out over the next 48 hours or so. Um, and then just big takeaways from the lockout, aside from the financials. And this rule change, I'll be honest, as somebody who doesn't follow baseball, I could not believe this shit. But major rule changes include that the National League uh, adopting the designated hitter. You're telling me that they were letting one of the leagues play a designated hitter and not the other one? I just, as somebody, as a basketball fan, I cannot imagine the Western Conference and Eastern Conference just having such a different rule like that. What? It's it's madness. But now it's not madness. Um, there's a new draft lottery that is designed to discourage tanking, which is a good idea for all leagues, I feel like. Um, and then as well as the playoffs increasing to 12 teams, uh, which will also begin this season. Opening day is going to be on April 7th, a little bit delayed, but they will still play the full 162 game season. My understanding is the agreement wasn't necessarily exactly what the Players Association was initially looking for, but I think that everybody through all the drama was really just, I think everybody's just excited to have the MLB back, which is so fair. Um, oh, also in sports, just before I forget, there's going to be a lot of college basketball this weekend leading up to March Madness beginning next week. So if you're looking for something to watch to get excited, definitely tune in. Hopping over to the world of style. I love this story and I'm excited about this day. Nike yesterday announced their Air Max 1 releases, which will be occurring on Air Max Day. If you don't know, Air Max Day is a celebration that they've been doing since 2014 on every March 26th. That celebrates the day that the first Air Max 1 was released in 1987. Um, This year, they're going to release three colorways of the Air Max 1. They're all pretty fire. And if you don't know, the Air Max 1 was designed by Tinker Hatfield. Tinker Hatfield is the designer of arguably all of the most iconic Nike shoes of all time. He uh, designed the Jordan 3 through 15. I actually really love ones and twos. I think twos are really slept on, but three through 15 is kind of the money golden run of the Jordans. And then he also designed the Air Max 1 and the Air Max 90. Um, and so they're going to release three colorways of the Air Max 1, each for one specific exclusive market. So the first colorway is the blueprint, which is going to be for North America. Like it has a lot of like blueprint imagery um, embossed on it. And so it's sort of a play on the original blueprint for the Air Max 1. It's cool. Not my favorite of the three colorways, though, honestly. And then the second colorway, which is going to be Europe exclusive, is the City of Light. It's an exclusively women's model. Um, it's a pretty shoe, and it has these cool little dangly silver charms on it. And then my personal favorite colorway is the Wabi Sabi one, which is going to be for the Latin America and Asia Pacific markets. It's just a construction of a bunch of different colored leather um, with some like really pronounced stitching. If you're not familiar, the term Wabi Sabi is a term that comes from Japanese aesthetics, which emphasizes the beauty and the imperfect and the asymmetrical and even the deterioration of things. So it's kind of finding the beauty in the imperfections of things. Um, so my 
my understanding of what these shoes is that the idea is that they will wear and the leather will increasingly become less perfect, but there will be some innate beauty in its sort of in its degradation and its deterioration. Um, they're really cool. If you want to see the actual pictures, go to Sneaker News. Sneaker News is the best sneaker uh, sneaker publication in the game. Check out the pictures and you can find out where and how to cop. Alas, if you're in North America, you'll only be allowed one of them. Um, and then the other two markets, the other two. Elton, take us home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do need some new kicks, by the way. But anyway, guys, that's it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all our social media platforms. Also, please come join us in the Discord. Sneakers, tech, gaming, sports, and everything in between. We talk about it. Our community is just lively. Come holler at us, man. And as always, remember to stay curious. Stay curious.